Welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast. This show features the open-minded musings of two extremely late 40s curmudgeons, staring at the prospect of entertainment or relevance, if not looking at it in the rearview mirror. Who knows? I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of America Caesar Enterprises, which, as everybody knows, is a jaded city medical examiner who puts the sandwich he's currently eating atop a sheet-covered John Doe that a hard-boiled detective just brought in off the crime-filled streets of this rainy city in order to check over the clipboard and tell the office that the autopsy will be late because they're swamped in corpses down here and City Hall's got my balls in the sling on this one. Is that a reference to Quincy or Law and Order? Or what, what are we talking about here? Uh, I think it's a pastiche. Talk about, talk about entertainment irrelevance. It's some TV show from the 70s. But what is that uh, a reference I, I think I think that, by the way, this is actually what my company, this, what it actually does. This <laughs> yes, is not, okay. This is not Good a to know. Good to no, know. I, they weren't doing that last week, but somehow in a week he got a medical examiner's degree, whatever that consists. Yeah, we did. We did change it out. You know. Yeah, by the okay. way, the, the last time I saw anything to do with Quincy was our, our mutual friend Kevin Marr had done yes. uh, an episode of um, his Kevin Geeks Out show where he focused yes. on a, a Quincy episode where punk rock killed somebody. Yes, punk. Uh, was that someone famous played the punk rocker? Right. Yeah, I can't remember who though. But yeah. uh, but Quincy's diagnosis upon the beginning before they go to the cold up before they go to the credits was he was killed by punk rock itself. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Quincy, those who don't know, was a drama show late seventies, early eighties about a, a comical but detective medical examiner, right? An Emmy, yeah, he was an Emmy. Yeah, it, it was, an was Emmy. in, the, was in by... the, the age of Columbo, and so it was in that sort of right. same genial shtick. He was played by uh, Jack Klugman, probably best famous for being the slob on The Odd Couple. Yeah. Da, 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 da. We're way off topic. Also, you mentioned Kevin Marr. Our friend Kevin Marr is the is the genius behind Atomic Abe Productions, and he oh, does yeah. um, a series pilots. on YouTube called Behind the Backdoor Pilot, really just nostalgia fodder. And his episode this week about the the, the history of the Brady Bunch. Wow. If you, if you are, are around our age and you have any nostalgia for the Brady Bunch, holy shit, you got it's. Kevin's a genius. It's so. exhaustive. Kevin said he said it's on social really media. really damn good. I, you know I, what I'm trying to get him to do? I want him to do, it's not really backdoor pilots. I want him to do a look back on the Croft brothers. And he said he's thinking about that. Are they were you know, included. They, there was definitely some notes to the, about the Croft mentioned, brothers. Well, that's what yeah. inspired me. They're mentioned, but like about the Croft brothers shows. Anyway, we're way off topic. Back to my question. Was that a specific reference to something? No, it's a pastiche of just about everything from every movie and every bit from of From every movie yeah. ever. Every TV that show. That is entertainmently irrelevant. Yeah. And, I, and I, I built a company out of it and we're a, and you boom, like, a booming and you, concern. And you, you had a dream, you made it happen. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So, uh, by the way, uh, who, yeah. who am I conversing with now? Who's my, my commiserate uh, I am your fellow late 40s curmudgeon looking at entertainment irrelevance in my back rearview mirror. Uh, my name is Noah Tarno. I'm the founder and the senior quiz master of the big quiz thing, the trivia game show spectacular. We had a big milestone this week, Bill. Thursday was the third time in my 20 plus career quiz mastering career that I hosted an event in a bowling alley. A bowling alley. I think third. I might be forgetting one, and I don't think any other member of my team has ever hosted a bowling alley event. But now I have hosted three game shows in bowling alleys the sound of the pins falling is distracting i think it I, no joke it really was yeah. so it, this was a, kind of an interesting venue i didn't know it existed it's in san francisco near union square it's called fifth arrow and it's in the basement of a music club i've been to a few times and it's only for private parties they have three lanes they have a bar they have like some skee-ball machines really good food and basically a company rented it out and people were bowling while they wanted more entertainment in the bar so i was doing my thing in the bar Everyone was drunk, super fun. Uh, yeah. So, but yes, literally the alley was right behind me, and so <laughs> yelling was involved. But yeah. I dealt with worse, my friend. Of those three uh, bowling alley events, this was the most successful one. So I'm very happy. Yeah. Well, pivoting out of a uh, bowling to something almost yes. exactly like it. Almost uh, exactly. Oh, that makes just if an alien came down, bowling would make just as little sense. Think about it. If an alien came down, bowling would make no sense to them. Right? Uh, probably not. But American football would make no sense to them either. You I mean, know? Everything. See, I would remember thinking about dancing would make sense to them. Think dancing. about it. It's like they're moving. It's a mating ritual, right? It could be. If they were bees, yeah. if they were overgrown bees, who knows? You know? I, I just had that thought once while watching people dancing. Like, what would aliens think of this? Well, anyway, okay. So on, on this radio program that you're listening this to. This makes no sense. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What we like to do is we, we shake down a uh, popular culture or a niche thing uh, each week. You know, we're we're... 
we put it through our uh, old man kaleidoscope and look at it and, and, and try to, you know, find any merit or, or write it off, depending on how we feel about it. But we like to give things a nice fair shake. Sometimes we're really challenged by the subject matter because it is so far outside the gamut of what we understand when we look at the world. And I believe um, our topic this week in so so far as I was introduced to it through other people's reactions until I decided to look it up myself, this caused a lot of eyebrow raising and not pearl clutching necessarily, but people seem to have a very some, they, some. they seem to have a very Bill and Noah uh, response to it at the gate where they <laughs> said a lot of the things on 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 Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter that I we've been saying for years in terms of like okay, I guess this is the end. Check out. Let me just uh, let me. You know, I have no idea what the world is about anymore. If this is a a thing, um, and the thing we're talking about this week, I guess we're gonna call it NPC Live or NPC Streams or NPC Live Streams. Um, uh, I thought it's particular to TikTok, so I was seeing like NPC TikTok streams. Uh, I, it's, NPC it's TikTok, TikTok, Insta, and it's, it's also Twitch. TikTok streams, which I didn't know was a thing. Yeah distinct from TikTok itself. I didn't either. And that's, you know, it's kind and of when like, I was you know. Googling it, I was finding NPC TikTok streams, but keep talking and I'll Let, come up Let's, let's it. call it NPC know. streams for the, for the, for the sake of the argument. I mean, again, it's a number of different things because it's also on Twitch. It, it, TikTok it, NPC streams. Okay. Yeah. Is how Insider puts it in the headline. So this is a phenomenon. NPC TikTok live streams is how someone on YouTube calls it. So I don't know what to tell you. A phenomenon we are speaking about here where a content creator conducts a, a live stream for profit wherein they behave as unto an NPC, which is a so-called non-player character. Uh, it's an acronym. It's a term. Is it non-player or non-playable? Non-playable? Okay. You wanna... I, I've, heard, I've heard both. Doesn't matter. Uh, I'm not a video game guy. So. so the NPC is a term which originates in video games. Uh, it, it, an NPC, in fact, is any game sprite which your character acts against. It's usually only there is a story delivery point. It has a few canned responses. Even in the most complex games, um, like uh, Elden Ring, for instance, which is one we talked about a year and a half ago. Very complex game, but the NPCs don't do a whole lot. Other than giving you story points and guide points along the way. Also, for the record, the term NPC, you might have seen this the last couple of years has been co-opted by the far right wing via 4chan as a manner of description applied to anyone they don't agree with i.e is that far right wing yeah i thought it was just smart asses on the web but no it's, it came out of it came out of 4chan um it's cry cry baby uh male chauvinist asshole it's it's reducing people to a non-entity worthy of hate speech hate speech and intimated right. violence pretty much as yes. you might anyone guessed. who doesn't puff up my ego is a, is a non-entity yeah, yeah, exactly. Grow, but grow the fuck up. Also, NPCs were, you know, it, there was a dangerous right, razor's edge here, people we talk about, in that, like, for instance, NPCs were people who you could, like, kill or encourage violence upon, and it didn't matter because trans people and gay people and, and, and Jews... The, you know, they're just, they don't matter because they're not the, the white master race. It's, it's, it's a method of dehumanizing. You got it. You got I it. see. I see what you mean. I didn't realize that's what it was being used for. Oh, so. sure. Yeah. Great. So, something else for, for me to... Combination of, of video games and the heron folk, just in case you want to know why you come to this channel over and over again. So uh, in this case, live streamers on TikTok, Twitch, etc. Uh, respond to a crowd which posts stickers and emojis in a rapid fire real time. And the streamer performs a series of canned responses to each specific trigger. Uh, the origin of this trend is attributed to a young woman named Pinky Doll, a 27-year-old TikTok artist, quote-unquote, from Montreal named Feta Sinan. Uh, French-Canadian. French-Canadian. I think she was of Ghanaian descent. I think her people came from Africa. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, she speaks French and she lives in Montreal. That's true. No, she definitely speaks French. When she broke character, I heard that. Pinky Doll uh, said she spontaneously started reacting in the manner of a video game NPC character during a stream a few weeks back. Uh, now, the catch here is that the triggers sent to the streamers cost actual money yes um, yeah microtransactive money uh, small stakes who knows again neither of us have been you know we, we haven't participated you, you basically buy a but you spend like 20 bucks and you get 200 yes stamps tokens they're or stamps or chits or tokens they're, or something they're, like they're that. green stamps they're the things you get at the supermarket and you green, post them green yeah. stamps yeah that's that's a reference. snl whatever green stamps. no but you get these little like tokens and yeah. more give you nicer ones and you could give them to people as their live stream as a way of saying i like you here's a tip yeah 
right? It sounds like nickel slots to me. Is what it, like you don't think you're spending a lot of money, and then it yeah, turns you out don't you don't win are. anything. Well, unless you win it's the milk just, of it, the milk of, uh, of reaction, perhaps. I don't know. This is the so point. it's like well, but it's like tipping someone. But she reacts like an NPC, yes. like a little robot computer yeah. glyph thing. And she reacts to receiving the things. Now, because she's very popular and she has 8 billion followers or whatever. By the way, you can only do TikTok streams if you already have 1,000 TikTok followers. Sure. Well, you can't earn mm-hmm. you can't earn on YouTube unless you cross over a threshold of subscribers. Right. So that's but, but, coin but of the realm. There, there are ways to do streaming that aren't give me money. You could just go on like Twitch and say, hey, I'm live and sure. we're talking about something, yeah. right? But it's not, it's not the arms race of, of the, you know. Well, it's not what we're talking about here. So she's on, she's basically people are throwing coins at her constantly, coins, whatever the hell they are, ice cream cones, and she reacts to them like she is a computer generated Yeah, so you're talking person. about uh, like knife crease perfect reproductions of the same responses over and over again as staccato, you know, people, you'll send something like seven ice creams in a row and they'll sort of cascade on the screen almost like a slot machine and she'll say ice cream. And, and, and she, yeah, yeah ice, ice cream, cream so yum. good. Ice cream so ice good. Ice cream so good. Yum, yum, yum. Ice cream so good. Hot dog, yum. Gang, 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 hot dog, yum. And so Ooh, this, there's some hat thing. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this goes on for hours everybody apparently she did one of these for about five hours um, holy mother if, if you Jesus want to know more H of this Christ. there's a, she did talk to the new york times the other day because the new york times I, I this was kind of weird they're because on it they're I'm on surprised. it in this one case new york times actually gets this around the time where this thing is actually has has well blood the woman who it. writes that article madeline malone kircher who i know because she was doing the times like viral culture podcast but she no longer does that She's good. I really like her. Wow. I think she's worth reading. She's she's on the edge. This is like, like twenty five. Taylor Lorenz writing for I forget it was the Washington Post and you know she's yeah, supposed to be like somebody that. who was on the on the tip too and yeah you know uh, anyway so so um, Sanan also runs um, you know in OnlyFans and an Instagram and she claims to earn seven thousand dollars a day through these multiple yeah. venues. It's she, it's a hustle she makes man. Three thousand per TikTok. It's screen. a grind. It's this is a this is a yeah. grind. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. that's New York, New York Times. Job. New York Times. You can't boast this. Obviously, she didn't send in her tax you know tax forms, but apparently, yeah, she was making three thousand dollars a piece or Canadian. I don't know U.S. Who the <laughs> fuck knows? Three thousand Canadian, which is you know. Actually, these days it's close to She gets paid in loonies, uh, you know, as you say. (laughs) So since the uh, trend has started, she gets she gets paid in toques. So she's been followed by uh, some other streamers, and another one I'll mention. There's more than this, of course, but one that I know in particular is Cherry Crush, an an Ohio-based sex fans. uh, Oh, sorry. Only fans, sex worker, Se- well, sex, sex fans, fans, where she provides only content. Yes, uh, she's also a YouTube ASMR star, Noah, with a million subs. Oh, no, I in- didn't know that. Intersectionality. Okay. I've known about Cherry Crush for a good, no- good number of years now. I bet uh, you have. So that the canned responses that they use have become uh, that that uh, uh, Pinky Doll and Cherry Crush use themselves have become the stuff of meme fodder because people started creating posters of say Joe Biden who does like to eat ice cream cones that's one of his little vices and they would How dare he what the 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 presidency he defiles the presidency by liking ice cream yeah. whatever happened to etiquette my and god so republicans a, would never have a president who did image, something as- Gauche is liking ice cream. Joe My Biden, God. and in the, the slab text of memes that says ice cream yum. Uh, in a, not quite a dark Brandon uh, meme, but something like that. So this, there's 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 a lot of dust. Anything that makes him look like a human being. I'm a happy. lot of dust in the air, a lot of Venn diagrams, a lot of intersectionality with this. Um, and I think that it is incumbent upon me and Noah to kind of drill down and to figure out. Yes. Since, since the phenomenon is so... I keep using it in my notes. I keep having the words Byzantine... And baroque and arcane, I think. I think we need to sort of elaborate for each other and for the audience. Let's go. So, what did you? How did you? Did you hear about this from me, no, or do you hear about it from somewhere else? I heard about it from you. Okay. I had never heard about this till you texted me about this earlier this week. Good. I, I did. You, I did your service. Because I'm old. Uh, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't. I don't care. I really don't care, Bill. I don't care anymore. I don't. I'm Phil Collins in the early '80s. I don't care anymore. I mean, look, I watch these women do this shit, and I didn't go beyond these women. I really should have. I mean, I find it weird and off-putting, but, you know, I'm getting old, and technology is changing fast, so, you know, I find a lot of things weird and off-putting. And I am jealous, 
of this and the fact that people are literally, not literally throwing money, but, you know, figuratively throwing money at them. By the way, TikTok takes 50%. You, you give someone a little one penny coin, TikTok takes 50% of that. It makes so sense. she yeah. makes 3000 per stream. TikTok makes 3000 um, So I'm jealous that people do that, but we'll get to that. Um, you know, I, I think it's easy to criticize this on a lot of levels. One is the criticism, oh, you're paying them for nothing. You know what I remember? Do you remember 10 years ago? There was this viral thing where someone put up a Kickstarter campaign. They're like, I'm making potato salad. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. It was a big thing for a while. Basically, some clown, he was probably bored in five minutes. He put up a Kickstarter. He said, I want $10. His goal was $10. I'm making potato salad. I don't even know what kind. And somehow it went viral. And he got $50,000. And I'm like, what is wrong with people? They're giving money as a joke. And I guess there's the thousands and thousands and thousands of people, you know, all right, if everyone gives a dollar, I guess that gives them some satisfaction. But like, I don't really get the joke, right? And it's just sad that like, you know, people are, eh, this is funny, I'll give a dollar to a guy make potato salad. And I thought of that at first here, I'm giving a dollar just so a woman could act like a fucking robot for 10 seconds. But... I think there's more to that than this. First of all, I don't think it takes talent to make potato salad. I think what these women are doing, and you you hinted at this, takes actual talent and skill. Again, I find it off-putting and weird. It requires diligence. That's for goddamn sure. But but there is creativity and art in a performance aspect to this. You know, like it or not, it is. I think you gotta call it an art form. Uh, I don't think there's that much to it, but maybe this is just the basic embryonic form. You know, imitating an NPC is something that a hundred years ago, no one in the art world would have any idea what you're talking about. But, you know, I mean, people dance the robot, you know, that's sort of like a kind of version of this. Are you saying I, this I is like a Duchamp toilet in, in the making here? Well, not so much. It's, it's like more than that. It's like... Uh, the first time someone, uh, you know, danced ballet, right? And I'm not necessarily saying, oh, this is as, takes as much talent as ballet, but, like, it's just a new art form that is completely new, imitating a computer, a video game character. Um, you know, it's bizarre and it's pointless, but people probably said that about ballet and about, you know... Uh, not necessarily Duchamp sculptures specifically, but like, you know, whatever that term is, like found objects art, right? Um, people don't understand this because it's new, because it's rooted in video game culture, and also because it dips into the uncanny valley, uh, which more on that in a minute. Uh, it also relies on, I believe, at least these examples look at, pretty women being cute, and that sets off something with people. Uh, I read a quote that says, someone on Twitter said, in reference to this, anytime I accidentally happen upon a TikTok live, I feel like I am watching the world end. And someone else wrote, this is like, right, well, this is like something you'd see on a screen in the back of a Verhoeven movie to show how dumb and insane the future is. And I agree with both of those, but, you know, we are in the future, and this stuff is going to happen. Um, so one of the criticisms I hinted at is that because it's cute girls, and these women do also... I don't know if it qualifies to call them the sex workers, but they have OnlyFans. And there's a quote, uh, there's an article in TechCrunch I thought was very interesting where they talk about, basically say, this is not fetish content. If you say this is all about sex and everyone's watching this is, you know, fiddling with themselves, you are degrading sex workers and you're degrading these women. So here's a quote here. It's almost easier to assume that a young woman who profits off of acting odd must be catering to some kind of sexual desire. The reality isn't that scandalous or particularly deep. Sometimes people just want to watch mindless, stimulating content from a pretty woman, and that doesn't make it secretly porn. Unquote. I mean, I agree. I think this article is a little strident. I do think there are people tricking off to this. Absolutely. it's Rule 34. Absolutely. Yep. But people, Rule 34, people jerk off to everything. And I don't see anything inherently wrong with it from an exploitative point of view. I don't think you can say, I mean, yes, these women also do OnlyFans. But putting that aside, just seeing this, I don't think you could say these women are selling themselves here or selling their sexuality. I mean, if you say that, then any woman who does anything publicly is selling their sexuality. And that's not fair, in my view. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, it, it's fine. I don't care. What is with her fingernails, though? 
uh, you know, it's just, I, so far as I know, it's just fingernail art. This is um, a level... How do you... Aesthetic and, and... Well, she doesn't have to type, I suppose. Who the fuck knows? How do you... How does she wipe herself? How do you live your life with giant fingernails that are six uh, inches I'm, long? I'm going to guess that they they uh, attach and detach easily enough so that it's sort of a thing that she puts on when she's going on the air and then goes back to being a human who could pick oh, up the Oh, I cup. see. Yeah. They're I, not natural fingernails. No, no. They're, they're probably acrylics or gel tips or something like that. Yeah. But don't acrylics and gel tips stay on for a long time? Uh, if you want them to, yeah, but they could also be. Temp- I thought temporary. you attach them and then they just stay there until they fall off. Uh, well, I'm assuming that there's just, <laughs> there's got to be something that something. you can again, like to wipe oneself, to to brush your teeth, to to type anything. You would need uh, right. you know fingertip access. Who knows? Well, I think that the commingling of this phenomenon with sex work is is undeniable. But look, here's the thing. Uh, neither me or Noah are going to sit here and come down against any kind of sex work or try to connote any shame. I'll come down against some kinds of sex work. Um, If it's exploitative, yes. But if it's... Yeah, that's, if you're, not, if you're, well, man, that's not sex work. Right, you know. The, if you're, okay, pri- let's not go down that. Yeah, a private okay. vendor... No, I mean, I, I, I'm glad that we're... Living. No, right, right. I think... I think Unabu- non-abused, independent adults should be able to sell their yeah, sexuality. I'm, I'm saying this. I'm, coming that. The, yeah. I'm, I'm broadcasting live from Amsterdam where sex work yes, you is, uh, you know, is, is, is a, a reasonable, um, taxable, with, with se- several employ- with, with employee uh, protections and state recognition yeah. and all these things. And Bill, Bill keeps several small businesses, you know. Entire, healthy, entire uh, branch yeah. offices. Personally, uh, yeah. 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 How do I do it without dehydrating? I don't know. I'll tell you. But um, yeah, so like I said, me and Noah aren't—we're not coming down against sex work. Um, and and I'm glad I'm living in an age where we are seeing in real time this sort of flop on sex work, where it is being talked up, talked about, and talked up in enough camps in, in our society that people regard it as way more legitimacy than it might have had even ten to fifteen years ago. I'm not saying some people. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying that it, it hadn't always been talked about that same way, but it's like. It's more and more people are discussing it with a lot more respect. Other than, you know, like a couple of years ago, there was a woman uh, who wrote a book. She was like the college call girl. I'm sure there's a number of those. But there was a woman who wrote a really saucy memoir. I think it's like the, the mid-2000s about it. And it was still seen as like kind of outre where her name was. She didn't want her name out there. And I think, you know, we're kind of moving away from that a little bit, which is a little bit of progress. Obviously, I have a long way to go. Um, and yeah, like you said, of course, there is um, a quotient to the crowd that's going to gratify themselves regardless of what it is it could be watching people make egg salad recipes um i think that there is potato salad potato Potato salad salad. sorry potato salad i think that asmr you you should be sorry asmr has a gigantic overlap where it is fetish adjacent just the same way as the npc streaming is and it's again it's not a coincidence that this cherry crush person She's a woman. She's identified as a woman. She has an OnlyFans. She has a uh, TikTok stream, and she has an, a YouTube channel doing ASMR. She isn't. She's fully in the world. She makes all of her um, money by. She's an independent contractor. I don't know what kind of margin she clears, but she is a. And also, uh, she did. She did. Do, she gave some quotes to the Times. I think through debate. She didn't talk directly to through the Times on her phone, and little. Uh, and not, Pinky Doll, her she's known. You know, she actually gave out some biography. You know her name, you know her age, that sort of thing. Cherry Crush lives completely anonymous. You don't see anything about her. No one knows what yeah, her name she won't, is. Yeah, she won't reveal her name. Yeah, yeah and it's like I think that's that's probably ultimately that's, the most sensible thing imaginable. I think to that's do. very smart. I think it's very smart. <laughs> and also, she's so I don't know if it's a filter or makeup, but like. Partially. I can totally imagine her, even a fan of hers wouldn't recognize her on the street yeah. if she's just, you know, out to pick up coffee. Well, and that's another thing, too, Noah. Like, the, um, both uh, Pinky Doll and Cherry Crush, again, you know, as, as, as avatars of this thing, they kind of use that, um, that, that kawaii culture thing. There's a heavy sort of Japanese-accented response. What they're, what they're saying sounds like it's taken from some game we don't know. The reactions sound like... A Japanese sprites affecting maybe phonetic English where they say like ice cream yum it has that yeah. sound that they're imitating something so I mean this well I think Japanese culture in recent decades has taken a lot from video game culture yeah well and they yeah. invented it they more than more than western it. west yeah, yeah more than American culture has yeah, yeah so I mean again you want to talk, again it's another I'm not prepared to discuss the intersection of well are they imitating you know, Japanese-ness, is this somehow 
a strange, you know, uh, uh, infraction culturally. I, I don't even know. I, I, I'll leave that for someone else to talk about. But I just, you know, I just wanted to come out of this segment with acknowledging how heavily fetish adjacent I think this is to, to the point where I think it is probably driving it more than half. At least 51% of this is coming from some kind of sex bed. Yes, drunk woman. Hee-haw, yes. You got to feel like a cowgirl. And you ready to, huh? Yes, popcorn, balloon. Yes, popcorn. Yes, yes, yes. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Why are people into this? Why can, what's her name, uh, Pinky Doll make $53,000 a stream? Why is the New York Times writing about it? You know, it seems a mystery to us. I'm sure that's a lot of people are just saying, why would anyone do this? Why would anyone pay for this? So what, what is your answer to that question? Well, I, you know, I, I kind of think of a lot of my um, notes about ASMR. And we talked about this way back in the long ago. Uh, maybe think of those again, the same cases I brought up, where this is, this is an interactivity with, let's say, the, 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 the head of this, the top of the pyramid in this case, is cute young girls who you can literally impel to react to your cues. Um, even though the level of interaction is, is limited, uh, it must feel like something of a rush to, to feed a gorgeous young sex worker who you most likely follow on OnlyFans and TikToks uh, both, you know, you give them a piece of ice cream or some chit, you know, a digital cone stamp, a pepper, a hot dog, you know, that you, you're sort of driving this um, this response, you know. Uh, there's another, there's a guy, I forget if it was um, TechCrunch, I don't know where I read about this. There's a guy, another YouTuber, a, a Twitch guy named Kai Sanat, K-A-I-C-E-N-A-T, a young African-American man, about 21 years old. Same thing, he a gigantic tycoon uh, earning off of Twitch streams. Um, and he decided to do this too. And he made a gigantic amount of money, which kind of puts a lie to whatever I'm saying. About, unless um, unless of somehow that him... Unless it's gay guys or... I don't know. Well, well I mean, is it fetish adjacent? But somehow he managed to crack the bank doing it as well. And he took a gigantic Twitch, you know, a gigantic Twitch audience with him. And it seems like he also has some kind of pay dirt. Now, of course, we're talking about three examples. I'm sure there's more than that, but these are like, you know, this is the, the oligarchy of, 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 you know, NPC streaming. Um... So, I mean, that, and you would assume that there's less uh, explicit sexualized phenomena with this guy, Case Annette. But, I mean, I think that, I, you know, I've done a couple of live streams recently with our, with our friend of the show, James Hancock. And, you know, there's a tightrope when you yourself are the, uh, I mean, we're doing it for an audience of 40 to 70 people tops. And there's some, there's, there's a question chattering commentariat who are talking about nerd things. It's not anywhere in the ballpark of what this is. But I can see people show up for live streams because of the, there's a sense of access. It's actually happening. And, and, you know, granted, people were asking us about Batman movies, and that's one form of this. But, you know, this is like juggling thousands of people on the live stream for hours and hours and hours. Everybody gets a little piece of it. Can you imagine, like, if you were able to talk to Marilyn Monroe in, like, 1961, if you got one yeah. single pepper to throw at her, and Marilyn Monroe responded yes. to your fucking pepper, what would, yes. that, what would that have done for you? Well, Someday the Elton John of the future is going to write a, a sad song about the tragic, <laughs> the tragic end of Pinky Doll. Goodbye, Pinky Doll. Um, yeah, yeah, the control thing is big. I mean, and that also ties into the fetish thing. Like, there might be people who literally get off on, I am controlling this woman. You know, she is, uh, she is under my power. But I don't think it's as sinister as that. I think it's, you know, something that goes back to when we were, think back to when we were a kid and, you know, we would write letters into comic books, right? Pre-internet, they would have two pages of letters at the end of every comic. And when your letter was printed, seeing and, your name in and print. And yours was and mine wasn't, actually. Did you ever send in letters? To G.I. Joe, yeah. And they never printed any of your letters. Just, I just did one. I didn't realize I could hack the letters. Ah, I know. See, I, rookie I went through a period where I sent like 10 letters a week. So, yeah, a lot of early 90s DC comics and a few Marvel comics have my letter printed, letters printed. So I'm famous. Yeah, sure. Um, so there's that thrill, right? And this is a kind of a postmodern or modern or whatever way of doing it, of, of seeing, you know, your little coin and your little name pop up. The little moment she says, hmm, ice cream's so good because you... Yeah, you know, you made that ice cream so good happen. Into, I see in, the into hour in number three of the stream, you finally right. get. I see the thrill in that. Yeah. So there's that. There's fame begets fame, right? What we talk about things are famous because they're famous, right? 
So Pinky Doll was already a big deal for whatever game she played online. And, and she does this thing we didn't mention. While she does this often, she's holding in her hand a, a, a curling <laughs> what, iron. What even is that? Yes, with a popcorn. And she is popping, which she's got like little unpopped popcorn kernels. And one at a time, she's popping popcorn kernels with a curling iron. I mean, it adds to the weirdness. Maybe it gives her, maybe it's, you know, from her point of view, something to, to keep herself busy. It's, while she's it's a very adult swim Rick and Morty type curlicue. And all yeah, that. but I don't know. It, maybe it's just like, you know, I get bored doing this for two hours. So this is something to just like a, like a fidget toy. Artisanal thing. popcorn, one kernel at a time. I bet she should sell the fucking popcorn. Oh, people man. Buy that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, she's famous because she's famous, and then she gets more famous, she gets more famous. You know, if you and I managed to get a thousand, managed to do a TikTok stream or did this on Twitch, you know, we wouldn't make any money because we'd be sitting there waiting for people. Oh, every 10 minutes, someone would throw us a coin, right? So it's, you know, it just, it, it, it snowballs on itself. And since she's gotten this press, her number of followers, both her and Cherry Crush, have gone up exponentially. So, you know, that's what happens. Uh, I also mentioned earlier the Uncanny Valley. So it's an idea in, I don't know, I think it mainly applies to robotics, but it's used for all sorts of things. And I first heard it in the context of um, talking about zombie literature. So picture an XY axis. The X axis is the human likeness, how much something looks like a healthy human. The right end, something looks nothing like a healthy human. And sorry, the left end does zero and the right end is a healthy person. And then the y-axis is, the term I'm seeing here is affinity, or really like how, how much it makes us comfortable. So you start at the bottom, you sort of at zero with, uh, the example is an industrial, and you can do it for moving things and non-moving things, but let's talk about moving things here, right? So an industrial robot, like one of those robots that builds you know, cars, like doesn't really make us uncomfortable, but we don't want to hug it or anything. And then it goes up. We get more of an affinity as you get to humanoid robots, or maybe like a Teddy Ruxpin, like a cute stuffed animal or something. And then it keeps going up, and eventually it goes down, 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 way down into a valley below the x-axis to negative affinity. And that's when you get, you start getting a sick human being, and then at the bottom of the uncanny valley, you get a zombie. Because think about it. It looks more like a human being, but not like a healthy human being. And the fact that it's moving makes it more uncanny. There's a separate line you can do of non-moving things where a corpse is at the bottom of the uncanny valley, not as low as a zombie for obvious reasons. And, and people don't really know why, like what this, why we feel this way. Also down in the uncanny valley, ventriloquist dummies, right? There's a reason they freak people out. Then it starts going up again. It forms a valley. So it starts going up, 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 up. As you get up above the X, you get a bunraku puppet right? Those Japanese big puppets. And then at the top, the peak point, you get a healthy human being, right? So the idea is when we have these weird human-like things that are close to human, but not quite, you know, these weird like Japanese robots, or I would say an NPC that moves like this, there is something below the, the X thing, if I'm explaining this, it freaks us out a little, but on the other hand, it kind of fascinates us. It's why we're fascinated, some people, not everyone, fascinated by zombies. We like the scare of zombies. We like the scare of ventriloquist dummies, right? You know, horror movies where ventriloquist dummies stab people to death. Right? When we were in Dublin, we saw in that secondhand shop, remember the dummy from the Anthony Hopkins movie from Magic? Magic, yeah. Yeah, which, you know, scary movie about a ventriloquist dummy, right? So these things could be in the Uncanny Valley, and seeing her move like that could... Yeah, maybe it's a turn-on, but also maybe it's just this kind of thrill of seeing something weird. I like weird stuff. A lot of people do. So I think there's some appeal to that there. Uh, yeah, so there are a few reasons people like this. And, and you know, I, none of them have to be sexual. I mean, yeah, sure, it's there, but I think there's plenty of non-sexual reasons. This is a, yeah. I, I think you imply it with the, the guy. I mean, yes, I'm not saying no one's jerking off to the guy, but generally... Women are jerked off to a lot more on the internet than men. Hey, I'm, I'm jerking off to this show right now. Ice cream, yum! Kitty boss. Ice cream, yum! Noah, would you have liked this weird phenomenon if you were a kid? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, probably more than I do because I'm sure if I were in my 20s now, I'd like video games more than I do. 
And if I had a thing for her, even if it wasn't flat out, you know, using her image to pleasure myself, just like I like look, you know, they're pretty women. It's, I just a, it's like a fascination. Yeah, I could get Being that. around and, you know, I like their movies more because I find them to be attractive women. I think there's nothing. There's a reason why, what is it, uh, who had the, the, the swimsuit in the poster in the 1970s? Farrah Fawcett with the red swimsuit. That was on everybody's wall in like 1977, Yeah, but guys were jerking off to it because you couldn't get porn as easily. But it back. was also a thing about just ogling a beautiful image. All even, right, you know but it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be ogling. Can it just be can it just be appreciated? It certainly can. Can you appreciate someone's beauty without demeaning them? I mean, maybe you can. Me? But I no, think you can. but it's possible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, if I liked her, I might throw her a couple bucks. I might think this is cool in, in a weird. You know, like I said, I like weird stuff. I might think it's cool in kind of a weird way. And uh, uh, I gotta be honest, I, not my thing, but I think Cherry Crush is a little cute. I'd like to see what she actually looks like in the real world. So, you know, I mean, you know, I would never like uh, Pinky Doll because she's French-Canadian. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd be super into this stuff, but I might, you know, like it. Wouldn't love it. Might like it. What about you? Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't think I would have had room for this in my media diet as a kid. I mean, it, it, is, it is obviously hard to tell because this is, diet. this is one of those things that's so far beyond the pale. Like, there was no... The, the, just the top notes of it maybe appear in other things. Uh, but, you know, we just didn't have something quite like this to say one for one. So it's like, I don't know if I could if I could have read either the kink or the endorphin hit, uh, you know, from, from throwing a chili pepper, a depicted chili pepper at a cute young girl on a screen. You know, I, I, I don't know if it would have struck me. Um, and this, this is what it really made me think of, to, to be honest, was that it wouldn't have struck me as the sort of same nutritive quotient I would have gotten from a parasocial interaction that I could have had and slash, in fact, did have with seeing Incredible Hulk uh, comic book author Peter David at an in-store signing in Suffolk County in the early 1990s. Right. Which, I want to see Peter David do one of these. I want to see him as in. As yeah, in I, mean, I wanted to recover from his stroke he had a couple of years ago, a little, a little first. Oh, shit. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know he was sick. But okay. it's like, I. Uh, that's the thing. It's like, I can't say that I wasn't sort of starstruck and or wanted a piece of something that was either famous or fascinating or big or awe-inspiring. And in, in my case, it would have been a, a guy like Peter David, who was one of the preeminent comic book authors of the 80s and 90s. And so maybe I'm, maybe I, I just can't transport my, um, that kind of parasocial thing I got from a comic book in stores or, you know, a comic con signing at a booth with, say, what people get in a minute quantity from giving little hot dog buns and cowboy hats to beautiful women from Montreal. Who the fuck knows? Hi. My name is Soren. Thank you. In what way is the rise of NPC TikTok streams or TikTok NPC streams, however you want to call it, is any of that the rise uh, the rise of the the is does any of that auger the apocalypse? I'm inclined to say no because I can't fathom what harm this does to anyone, especially you know this is a voluntary um, voluntary thing that these streamers are you know I mean you could say financial considerations cause them to think about new more baroque ways to make money, but they're doing it voluntarily for the moment. This is a venue for them to do it, so. Um, you know, like what harm does this do to the to the giver of the pepper, and what harm does this do to the receiver of the pepper? You know, it's it's possible that the payer of thousands of dollars in microtransactions, um, you know, or, or the person who's compelled to hustle online in their prime earning years to soak up all that freely given lucre, are taking advantage of each other in an unfair way. Uh, I don't. know, It's hard to say, but. Like I said, and here's where those words come back in again. That this ar arcane Byzantine nature of this phenomenon. Could also make you question what it is we're doing with our time and money because it's just simply a configuration <laughs> that we couldn't have imagined before. And I think a lot of people honestly took a lot. It took a lot of time to sort of like bend this into shape where this makes sense. You the, to get the vocabulary of what you're looking at. And you know, this the only thing I could say that the the, the apocalyptic angle, the thing that looks darker, is in fact that weird curly cue Byzantine Baroque nature of this. It's the kind of thing that. You know, I've, I've, you could imagine somebody saying, is the dictate for going outside and, as the kids say, Noah, touching grass. Have we gotten so far into the world of streams and things that aren't real 
that maybe right. maybe you should go outside, literally crush up a piece of grass, smell the chlorophyll, right. and just get in touch with what actual nature is well, like. Well, you probably should, but everything you just said could be said about could have been said about when TVs, when TV became popular. Yeah. Or people collect 40s. baseball cards in the eighties with freak, freakish, you know, de- dedication. But but even before that, like this is sort of what I'm saying. Like this is just a new thing. And the same arguments probably go back to like fucking, oh, you're wasting all your time making, you know, cave art. Why don't you get out there and, you know, ride a mammoth or whatever the fuck, right? Like, yeah, everyone needs to go the fuck outside and stop staring at rectangles all the time. But, you know, it's, we're down, we're so far down that road and I don't see this as a significant step beyond that. I I will, you know, the, the apocalyptic thing I see here possibly and unlikely I would say is something to say about a lot of things. Like, this is fine. This is moderately entertaining, whatever. Have a good time. The problem is when Pinky Doll wins the Mark Twain humor prize, when this becomes... I know, look at the look No, what, what's the... What's the when is, this, is there some, like, order of order of letters in Canada? You know, like, some sort of the highest Oh, yeah, honor? there's some, yeah. yeah. Like, I remember when Leonard Cohen got it. Yeah, 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 yeah there's yeah, an order right. of... There's some Canadian thing, yeah. When she, when she gets that, right. Which, by the way, we were talking about Sarah McLaughlin... Before we got on the mic, because I believe we're using Sarah McLaughlin's yes, song at the beginning, yes. and she's Canadian, and I looked her up on Wikipedia, she's got some letters after her name, yeah. Order of Canada or something. Yeah. So when it's Pinky Doll, OBE, or whatever, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. But then again, you know, who knows? I, I, I think what she's doing, what these women, what these people are doing, is not easy. They are layers to video game design and the concepts of video games and the art of video games. That's the art of video games that I can't even begin to understand. Yeah. It's, prof- so, it's profound. You know, the art of video games is Maybe profound, there's no something doubt. real, real. You know, I compared it to ballet earlier, and I, I do, I mean, even though I'm not remotely a fan of ballet, I see how that might sound like a, a ridiculous comparison, but I don't know. Maybe this is art. Maybe this is real, genuine art. And Pinky Doll will be hailed, you will be biographies of her as the mother of, you know, NPC streams, right? People in the comments are saying the exact same thing. They're either saying you're so pretty, do you have Tourette's, are you okay? I support you. Before I knew anything about this, I was so confused I had to show some people in Discord and see what they thought about the whole thing. I see this type of shit all the fucking time on my 40 page. She's just trying to get donations. Ice so good. Well, she's definitely getting donations. No, let's bring this weird discussion to a close with our final two segments. Let's talk about jealousy. As it says here in my notes, we are legally bound to talk about jealousy. How does this act? Well, we are, because when we first conceptualized the show, lo those many years ago, I wanted to be very upfront that we are curmudgeons and we know we ha- we're insecure. And what's the source? Yeah, the source of curmudgeonry. Let's yeah. bring this, you know, let's make that a strength of the show. That's true, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, I'm jealous because people are, you know, people are paying, like I said, the thrill of, ooh, this celebrity noticed me. Ooh, my letter was printed in fucking Incredible Hulk, right? It's they're famous and they're looked up to and and just just an ounce of their attention is something people put value on. And as someone who spent his childhood hoping to be famous someday, I you know I still have that residual resentment about it. Um, and yeah, she works hard, but you know I work hard on my job, and sometimes I feel underappreciated, which you know I'm not saying is logical. I do throw peppers at you. I do my part. Yes, you do. Thank yeah. you. You do more than anyone, Bill. Uh, <laughs> Bill wished me a very happy birthday. On Facebook, and Bill, my father saw that. Oh. Like, Bill, Bill wrote something very nice for you on your birthday. My dad logs into Facebook once every two weeks, and Bill, Bill, I think you and I are the only people under sixty that he is friends with on Facebook. Barely under sixty, but yes, it's true. There, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're getting there. Uh, so yeah, of course I'm jealous of him, but you know. I'm not jealous because this is a nuclear arms race among speakers of some weird foreign language, which I'm not inclined to interpret. Yeah, but aren't you jealous because the language of your 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 native country is getting to be a foreign language? You are becoming entertainmently irrelevant. That's the whole point of this damn show. It man. is, but no, I'm not. Just because the the task is yeah. too the task is too daunting. Uh, this this is a grammar, um, you know, a syntax. It's it's like it's honestly you know how China Chinese is based on the four tones like you know to learn a language yeah. like Chinese in particular is a bailiwick unlike any other amongst learning languages and I've, yes but this is my point you're American and this is becoming the language of America uh-huh. uh right? well and French Canada too 
Yeah. To be, yes. to be precise. Yes, yeah. but the New York Times is published in the United States of America. Yeah. Ah, come on, Canada's just America's hat. You're telling me that the, cult, the, that. Cult, the cultural center of the world is going to become Laval, Quebec. That's what you're saying through this. <laughs> Dude, Laval is its own island. Yeah, is like, that so? I, the three years I lived in Montreal, yeah, Laval. So Montreal is kind of like a little cup. I don't know, maybe like a saucer shape. And in the saucer is a little, sorry, a little like almost lozenge-shaped nugget that is Laval. Laval, you could take the subway there. There's the yellow line, at least when I lived there. The yellow line went to Laval. Um, but I don't think I ever went there once in my three years. Well, so uh, it's not going to be the center of, okay. of, of culture. I don't think it's unlikely. I'm content to watch this in fear, uh, as something like this is birthed in front of our eyes as, uh, were the, uh, transient and fast-lived isotopes created by atomic physicists in the 1940s <laughs> and 1950s, like americium <laughs> and californium, horrible things that should never have been invented. There they are. Yeah. We now have them as the, they, they added to the periodic yeah. table. In the middle part of the century. So is, it, is it fair to say those things were invented or discovered? No, they were invented. They were created. Yes. Yeah. Those are, no, those are not of, naturally occurring isotopes. But the end of Tom Lehrer's song, The Elements, where he sings all the elements, and, and at the very end he says, the, these are the only ones of which the news has come to Harvard, but there may be many others, but they haven't been discovered. Well, dun, 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 I mean, that's... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Great song. Right. Great song. Great. Tom Lehrer still alive. The cutting edge He's of like even older the cutting than edge of 1966 humor here. Right? You got it, punk. When comedy was real. All right, Noah. Then let's pivot to the Flonin scale. Yeah. Let's bring this goddamn yeah. thing to an end. Yes. So where would yes. you Where would you say that this uh, this this, the, this phenomenon falls on this, our XYZ axis? We're moving away from the axes of the uncanny valley into the xyz axes of all the topics we've ever covered we're at like 270 topics now man yeah man we are barreling down the towards 300 it's crazy we have more topics than issues in the original justice league of america series true. I will always remember they reached 261 if the, we were a comic book um, series, we would have renumbered with exciting number i know one issue. We'd, we'd have a new number well only if we'd started in the 90s with volume, a chromium cover three. and five five variant covers and then we're going to reboot and change continuity. Um, you always lived in Amsterdam in this new continuity. <laughs> um, so uh, let's look at viral sensations of relative recent vintage. On, I don't get it. The pop culture get off my long cast. So take Baby Gronk, which I didn't like very much. You should, by the way. Take Baby Gronk. No problem. Sold. Please take Take Baby Gronk. Please! Uh, multiply Baby Gronk by Gentle Minions. That was so fucking stupid, right? So now you got a big old negative number. So you multiply by, because I kind of like this. You multiply by negative one. Okay. But now you have a big positive number. I don't like it that much. Yes. You subtract Indy Sleaze. Oh, going way back, yes. Which I think is pretty good. And you add 17.8. 17.8, which is, of course. Right. 17.8 is a uh, lucky number in Chinese numerology. We know that for sure. If if you say so. In French Canadian numerology. French Canadian Chinese numerology. According to the French Canadian Zodiac. According to, so, uh, <laughs> according to the French Canadian Bhagavad Gita, yes, it is a specific right, thing. So it's, yes, it's, it talks about the creation of Putin in Chapter 5. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's where you find, uh, uh, I can't remember what this shit's called, NPC TikTok yeah. streamer. Um, I, I, uh, this was, you know, I looked on the list and I did my, um, what is that thing that like St. Augustine would do? He'd flip through the Bible and poke his finger onto the page and he'd devote his entire life to the passage that his yes. finger landed he's, on. He's, see, this is why we talk about the stupid hobbies we have now, but people back then were bored. And that was the shit they would do with the Bible. <laughs> yes. And that was worse. Hey, see, they were bored. They, if they had TikTok, they would not have launched the Crusades because they would have, you know, they wouldn't have done the things like that because they'd have other things to occupy their time. Saint Augustine, by the way, was the Archbishop of Hippo, everybody. And uh, yeah, you know, he he left a pretty good uh, memoir in his in his wake. But uh, yeah, so I, I theoretically I did the same thing with our list of topics, and I came upon Noah of all things Orbeez. Do you remember Orbeez was our last topic before the pandemic? I remember going to buy some Orbeez at Target, and already you could tell people were like, this is our last trip anyway. Wow, interesting. I thought about it in in terms of volume and granular insignificance. Uh, And (laughs) and also, I believe that NPC Streams presents just as big a choking hazard to children as those little jelly dwarfs. (laughs) 
Well, we're th- they're throwing the coins at her, but they're they're not going to choke her. That's true. Maybe, Unless you could be Susan B. Anthony Silver Dollars or something. Right. Yeah. Or maybe maybe she'll pop the popcorn with her curling iron or jump in the air or land in her mouth and, and choke her. That'll turn someone else on, but oh, that's, that's not going that way. All right. Yeah, so all right. we are done with this, and there's nothing left. Yes, we're forever. So uh, if you guys want to find past episodes, uh, as we beat down the door to 300 episodes, look on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play. Uh, tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Give us a review on the aggregators. It stimulates other people towards finding the show in kind. I'm and on, we're all about stimulating people. Stimulating, exactly. Uh, I am on Twitter at William Scurry. I am on Threads, which doesn't seem to work for me. I can't post to Threads. It's I'm getting a weird. Really? Yeah, it's, I'm having. I'm having no problem with Threads. Having other an issue than with it. Got immediately on board with it. But okay. yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's stupid. Uh, I'm on Insta. It's just it's just like Twitter. How is it different? For, it's Twitter without Elon Musk instead of Mark Zuckerberg. It's Twitter That's without it. the people on Twitter, so it's useless. Oh, I need the, I need the Twitter component. Okay. Anyway, YouTube.com/slash/AMC. Yeah. You'll find the video content that I've done, weird make ups, fun stuff that I've curated in terms of media ways. And here, Noah will tell you where he's putting his, his valuables in life. Which which tree trunk he's hiding his 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 gems in. Yes, uh, that tree trunk can be found at bigquizthing.com. Uh, our new website's launching any day now. Eh, next week, hopefully. Uh, and, uh, you know, we do the finest in corporate and private trivia events nationwide, worldwide, in-person, virtual, hybrid. And we're doing the rare open to the public event. We started doing this every few months. We're going to be doing what I'm calling a virtual corporate event. But we're inviting everyone. Just a fun little virtual hour teaser of what our uh, trivia experience is like. Uh, mainly to invite clients, but friends are welcome too. You're all welcome. There's going to be something on our website about that in the next week. Uh, so that is August 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1% Pacific. 1, 1%. 1 p.m. That is on August 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. If you're in another time zone, uh, you can do the math yourself. And uh, an hour midday trivia fun break from wherever you happen to be. Uh, on big, uh, go to bigquizzing.com, learn about it, and uh, learn about how you can bring the finest in live trivia excitement for more than 20 years to your home, to your office, to your fundraiser, to your cult initiation, what have you. And I am on Threads and Instagram at Tarno. so for what that's worth. All right, so until the next episode, where I start a TikTok live stream where I run around the house eating aspirin, pretending to be Pac-Man, expecting to be rewarded for it. We don't don't get get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2023.